Hey everyone, this is Jake Walker, and you are listening to Living for the Day, a podcast that exists to encourage and equip people to live in light of the day of Jesus's return, his great appearing. I'm so excited for today's episode. Thanks for listening in. We're talking about one of the greatest things that the gospel makes possible, which is hope. Woo! Hope for the future. Hope is one of my favorite things in this life, one of my favorite things to think about, to talk about, to treasure and have. And I pray that today's episode will fill you with true biblical hope. Let's go. Let's jump right into the episode. Welcome, everybody. Here we go. We are talking about hope. Hope. Ah, my friend, I pray today that you will be filled with hope. I really believe that God wants people, and He wants especially His people, to be filled with hope. I think of Ephesians 1 when it says, I pray that the eyes of your heart would be opened so that you may know the confident hope which he has given to those he called. God wants you to be filled with hope. I I uh, love Pilgrim's Progress. Have you heard of Pilgrim's Progress before? It's this awesome allegory uh, written by John Bunyan, I think in the 1600s. And it's a story of a Christian making his way to heaven And it's so cool because the characters, you know, their names represent who they are and what they're about, what they're like. And so Christian is a Christian and he meets friends and enemies along the way. I've talked about this before, but one of his friends is named Faithful and one of his friends is named Hopeful. And Hopeful is so awesome. He's full of hope and he he keeps Christian encouraged. I love Hopeful. I kind of think in my mind sometimes that the Holy Spirit uh, is hopeful in my life. (laughs) And I think of the Holy Spirit that way. Sometimes I think, what would hopeful say? (laughs) Uh, What's the Holy Spirit saying to me uh, to fill me with hope? This podcast, my friends, it's all about hope. This this, This podcast is all about the future and how the future impacts the present. But this podcast living for the day. It's all about a specific hope. It's about biblical hope, gospel hope, Christian hope. It's all about the literal. Come on, the literal. We're not talking about some, you know, uh, figurative return of Jesus. No, 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 no. We're talking about the literal return of Jesus of Nazareth, who's not just a personal savior to those who believe him, but come on, he's the Lord of history and the whole cosmos, who will bring history to its meaningful, glorious end. Come on, that's exciting. That's hope, that's real, that's what the Bible teaches. Come on, he was faithful to come and fulfill the promises to the prophets. He'll be faithful again to his 
prophecies to the word of God that says he's coming again. Just like that angel said when Jesus ascended to heaven, just as he went up like that, he's coming back again. Come on. Our world uses the word hope for just wishing things will get better, a wishful optimism that may or may not pan out the way we want. There's a distinction between worldly hope and biblical hope. Biblical hope, Christian hope, gospel hope, Jesus hope, it's not like that. Yes, it's optimistic, come on, but its optimistic outlook is grounded in the character and promises of a God who is faithful, which makes what is hoped for certain to come to pass. Christian hope, biblical hope, gospel hope, Jesus hope, it's not just wishful thinking, my friends. Come on, it's joyfully assured thinking based on the promises of what God uh what God is going to do in the future, a God who cannot lie. Again, I'm going to say that again. Christian hope is not wishful thinking. Christian hope is joyfully assured thinking based on the promises of what is to come in the future of a God who cannot lie. As you can tell, I'm getting excited already. And I'll try to keep this short so that you can stay with me. Let me suggest a definition of hope And then we'll jump into our theme passage. Come on. Biblical hope is not just wishful thinking. It's confident expectation for the future based upon the character of God and his faithfulness in the past. Come on. Can you get on board with that? Come on. Biblical hope is not just wishful thinking, friends. It's confident. Cool. It's confident expectation for the future based upon the character of of the one true triune God and his faithfulness in the past. Whoa. Come on. Do you need some confident expectation in your life? I love it. I think of 1 Peter 1. It's just coming to me right now, but it just says, all praise to God, the other of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's by his great mercy that we've been born again because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. And it says this, now we live with great expectation. Why? And we have a priceless inheritance, an inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. Come on, why do we live with great confident expectation? Because there's something good coming in our future for those of us in Christ. Let's go. The reality of Christian hope, biblical hope, gospel hope, Jesus hope is based on what? It is based on God's in real history, victory over evil in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Did you hear that? Did you hear what Christian hope is based on? Not wishful thinking, but God's historical victory over evil in the historical life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We're not wishful thinking people. We are joyfully assured thinking based on the reality of what God has historically done in the past. This gives us confident expectation for the future because it shows that God keeps his promises. And if he did it once, he'll do it again. Why? Because he said he will. It shows that death, sin, evil, the devil have been what? Defeated. The resurrection is a guarantee. Jesus's resurrection is a guarantee to those who are in Christ that they will be raised to life with him someday. Come on, death is not the end. Come on, death's not the end of the story. Jesus in his life, death, and his resurrection has permanently altered the condition of humanity. 
by giving us hope for life beyond the grave for those who would believe in him. Come on. The hope of our future salvation is so powerful and God wants every human being to have it because he wants everybody to be saved. Here's our theme passage. Are you with me? Come on, stay with me. Hebrews 6, 18 through 20. God wants you to have hope today, my friend. God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which, by the way, it's impossible for God to lie, we who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us, I love this, may be greatly encouraged. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul. What is it? It's firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where our forerunner Jesus has entered on our behalf. He has become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. So much goodness here. I can't even begin to break it all down. But I just want to say, maybe you're like, wait, what is the hope though? What is the hope? I believe The hope that the authors talk about is our future salvation and all the promises of Christ coming true. It's why we're excited for the day. So with that in mind, this hope that for those of us in Christ, we will be saved on the day of Jesus' return, living for the day. Let me read the passage one more time. God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it's impossible for God to lie, we who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us may be, come on, greatly encouraged. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where our forerunner Jesus has entered on our behalf. He's become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Come on. The hope of our future salvation and all the promises of Christ, it's an anchor for the soul. What a powerful image. You know, without an anchor, ships are blown by the winds off course or worse into rocks uh, that cause the ship to sink. An anchor holds a ship steady in the midst of the storms. And isn't that true about what hope does in our lives? It holds us steady steady in the midst of life's storms. When we have no hope, we're just tossed, blown about. We're weak. We're, 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 you know, it's like we don't have strength to go on, but with hope, we have this anchor. We can, we can hold steady in the midst of the storms of life. Hope says, yeah, things may be hard right now, but my future is good. The best is yet to come. My future is full of joy, meaning and victory. I remember just a few stories of hope in my life. I remember I was struggling with just ah, feeling um, not obedient enough to God, and am I am I not doing enough? Some of these things, and I remember uh, the scriptures just well, bam, <laughs> so encouraged me and gave me hope. Romans four four said, um, "What does it say?" Romans four four. But when people work. Their wages are not a gift, but something they've earned. But people are counted as righteous, not because of their work, but because of their faith in God who forgives sinners. And that just like was like this, just this comfort to my soul. It it gave me hope for the future that my salvation and that my life in God, it wasn't based on my good works. I couldn't earn it, but I could rest in God. And it gave me this, this release, this hope for the future. I remember one time I took the strengths finder test 
and God used it to speak an identity over my life that gave me hope for the future. I got learner as my number one strength, and God used that to say, Jake, you are a learner. And that gave me this excitement for my future, gave me this confident expectation that I was going to be able to continue to learn, to grow, um, to be strengthened for what God called me and and had for me. Um, It gave me this confident expectation for the future. I love this other story uh, about a man named Eugene Lang. Maybe you've heard of him before, but he was this super successful, self-made millionaire. He graduated from PS 121 Elementary School in Harlem, and he was invited back to be uh, a speaker for the 1981 graduating sixth grade class. As he spoke to all these sixth graders, he realized he wasn't really getting through to them. So he scrapped his notes and he basically talked about hope. He talked about the future. He talked about Martin Luther King and the famous, I have a dream speech and how you need to have a dream. Um, Otherwise, our life just goes off course, just like that anchor, right? For our souls, like we need to have an an anchor of hope. And, And he talked about the value of education and making it through, but he realized that so many of these students, um, probably, uh, you know, statistically based on, you know, some of the history of this school, a lot of them wouldn't graduate high school and hardly any of them would go to college. And so, uh, I think it was impulsive, but he made, he, he said, don't you dare believe that you cannot go to college. He said, I w- if you graduate high school, I will pay for you to go to college. Eugene Lang said this. And then like and he he made this commitment to these kids. And all of a sudden, these kids had this hope. They had this confident expectation for the future. They uh, based on this, you know, millionaire's word that he would pay for them to go to college if they would graduate high school. And it was amazing. Past history had predicted that of the 52 sixth graders in that class, only 25% would graduate from high school. And of that 25% of hardly any would go to college. But thanks to Mr. Lang and the support of others, 48 of the 52 sixth graders graduated from high school and 40 attended college. Whoa! Why? They had hope. They had an anchor, right? They were like, I have this confident expectation for my future and it changed how they live their lives. Isn't that true, guys? Isn't that true, fam? When we have confident expectation for our future, it changes our present. It gives us strength for the present. Oh, man, and it's the same for us. It's the same for those of us in Christ. Ah, the glories that are ahead for the saints, for those who follow Jesus. If we could get that and keep that hope in our hearts, it would give us so much strength for the present. I think of Romans 8, 18 through 19. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. Another passage, 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18. Therefore, we don't lose heart. Why? Though outwardly we're wasting away, yet inwardly we're being renewed day by day. For what? For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Why can we have strength? Why do we not lose heart? Because there's something good coming, my friends. There's something powerful coming. 
gosh, if some of our our struggles right now can be considered light and momentary, right? Compared to the glory, man, that glory must be huge because sometimes my troubles don't feel light and momentary. But Paul's saying compared to what the glory is that's going to be coming, they're light and momentary. Come on. Guys, we have such a hope in Christ. Wow. Because there's an eternal glory coming in the future, living for the day. This podcast is all about hope. It's all about biblical hope, gospel hope, Christian hope, Jesus hope. Again, God wants us to understand and have this hope. Ephesians 1.18, I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he's given to those he called his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. Maybe you ask me like, Jake, let, get practical. How does this really impact your life? How does living for the day really impact? Well, I would break it down like this. I'm deeply confident, friend. I'm deeply confident. I'm assured in my heart and my mind that Jesus is going to return. He's going to appear. What is hidden right now will be manifest one day, that he's the Lord of history. He's not just my personal savior. He is the Lord. And one day, every single human being and power and principality will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That's Philippians 2. And that alone fills me with desire to be faithful and ability to live with joy in the present because reward is coming, my friend. I have hope. But secondly, I'm convinced that my day-to-day actions actually make an impact on what that day will be like for myself and for others. This radical gift of responsibility and agency from a good God fills me with passion in the moment, here and now, to make choices that alter that day for the good of others and myself. Do you see how much meaning in the present is derived from hope for the future? Hope for the day. That's what this podcast is about. Living for the day, right? So there's the day, there's the future aspect, and then there's the living in the present. Our our hope for the future radically impacts the present. That's what this podcast is all about. When we have this hope for the day, it changes how we live today. Come on. It's worth saying, friends, that this is Christian hope that I'm talking about here. This is gospel hope. This is biblical hope. It's for those who have made Jesus their Lord and Savior through repentance and faith. To be honest, when we look at the whole counsel of God's word, not everyone should be look like not every human being should be looking forward to the day of Jesus's return. For those who reject Christ, it will be a day of ultimate regret and deserved condemnation. As Ephesians five five through six says. Um, what exactly does it say? You can be sure that no immoral or impure, you can be sure that no immoral, impure, or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ and of God. For a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins. For the anger of God, the wrath of God will fall on all who disobey him. I'll perhaps offense, uh, I will perhaps offensively to some say that there is not true hope to be had outside of Christ. Not, not, not true eternal hope for those outside of Christ, right? Sure, there's wishful thinking that may or may not turn out, but confident expectation for future ultimate salvation is reserved for those who, who are really great? No, for those who admit their need for a savior and repent and believe in Jesus Christ. While this true gospel, biblical Jesus, Christian hope is exclusively that, Christian, it's available to all who would receive it. 
right? To those who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. As John says, this fuels our evangelism deeply. It fuels our passion for people to have true hope, to not be deceived in thinking what they have is hope when in reality, it's just wishful thinking. We want every person to have true hope, biblical hope, Christian hope, gospel hope, Jesus hope, right? That when, that they can look forward to the day of God, the day of the Lord, Right, Because when we put our hope in Jesus, when we put our trust in Jesus, when we put our hope for salvation, our hope in His righteousness, we can look forward to that day. Come on, we want every single person to be saved. Just be, Why? Because our God wants that. Our God wants every person to be saved and to be filled with hope. May we, may we as bearers of the gospel be so full of hope, blazing hope. Come on, shining hope and expressing it in our love that people ask, what's going on? And our response is the gospel, the life, the death, the resurrection, the ascension, and the soon and coming return of Jesus. Come on. What's my call to action today as we get ready to wrap up? My, my response is cultivate hope in your life, my friend. Cultivate biblical hope. If you're stuck, then, then, then get help. You know what I mean? Like, like reach out to people. Reach out to people who know the Lord, love the Lord, know the word, love the word, and can help you get unstuck. Sometimes, you know, it takes being real and confessing and, and saying, this is, this is this thing that's living in darkness. You got to expose it to the light and, and God wants you to live with hope, my friend. So cultivating hope, because hope's not just a noun, it's also a verb. It's not just a feeling or an emotion, it's a discipline. We choose to put our hope in the right things. We choose that by what we constantly think about and pursue, what we give our time, even our money to. These are all indicators of where our hope is, of where our heart is, of what we love the most, of what we worship. So a way to cultivate hope in Jesus, right, is to give your time to him, to pursue him, to seek him. Let's not just see hope as a, a noun and like, do I have this or not? But let's do hope. Let's let's seek hope. Let's be disciplined in where we put our time and our attention, which will produce hope. I just wanted to close with this um, just beautiful phrase. I believe it's from Johnny Erickson Tata who was talking about Joseph and how he was a man of hope who went through so many, um, you know, painful and hard things in his life. And yet he persevered. And um, I'm just going to read this quote. It says, so how did he flourish in the midst of tragedy? We don't have to speculate. In his explanation to his brothers, we find his inspiration. You intended to harm me, but God intended it all for good. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. In God's hand, intended evil becomes eventual good. And here's the here's the quote I just want to encourage us with. Joseph tied himself to the pillar of this promise and held on for dear life. Ah, pillar, anchor, right? There's this sense of, of the promises of God being this anchor for our soul, the hope that comes from the promises of God being this anchor, this pillar, this something that we can tie ourselves to and hold onto. The, the quotation c- 
continues, nothing in his story glosses over the presence of evil. Quite the contrary. Blood stains, tear stains are everywhere. Joseph's heart was rubbed raw against the rocks of disloyalty and miscarried justice. Yet time and time again, God redeemed the pain. And the very acts intended to destroy God's servant turned out to strengthen him. The reason I have hope is because I can look back to times in my life where God turned bad into good. He took hardships, times of hardship, and not only got me through it, but turned it into a blessing. I have hope in God because he's capable of this, making good out of bad. That's something worth having hope in. Joseph tied himself to the pillar of the promise, this promise, and held on for dear life. My friend, hey, what promise of God? that gives hope for the future, do you need to tie yourself as to a pillar and hold on for dear life? In the midst of the wind, in the midst of the storms, what a cool picture, tying yourself to the promise of God. Because things are going to come that are going to make you want to slip, they're going to make you want to, are going to try to blow you away, they're going to try to, you know, suck you into despair and discouragement and deception. What promise of God are you going to tie yourself to that's going to hold you? Come on, hope is an anchor for our soul. And it's possible through Jesus Christ. We don't have to just, uh, you know, like wish things, you know, might get better. It's like, come on, we have this objective fact of history. Jesus of Nazareth, living, dying, resurrecting, ascending to heaven. And he said, he's coming back for his people. He's coming back and he's, he's going to make known. He's going to reveal what is hidden right now. He's the Lord of history. And one day every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. And we can, those of us who are in Christ, we can look forward to that and I just want to encourage you that God wants that ultimate hope for you, but he also wants, he wants you to live with, with, with a hope, you know, I believe for this life. And I think that that's found in him. It's not, you know, he doesn't promise that our circumstances, you know, in this life will magically, you know, get better, but he promises to be with us. And he promises, you know, that for those of us in Christ who are called according to his purpose, that he works everything together for good. I believe that God wants you to live with a confident expectation for the future. And I'm just going to pray and then we'll go into our nugget. Oh, God. God, 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 we love you. And I just pray, Lord, I pray for your church. Oh God, I pray that the eyes of your church be filled with blazing hope. And people would ask, what do you see? And we would say, we see the Lord. We see the Lord. We see him. We know he's coming. And we are filled with hope because of the salvation in Christ and what he wants to do in the earth and what he's going to do and what he's going to accomplish. God, I pray also for the person listening to this podcast. God, I pray that you would fill them with hope. God, true hope, not just wishful thinking, not just circumstantial hope, but Lord, I just pray for a true biblical Christian gospel Jesus hope. 
confident expectation for the future based on the promises of God and his faithfulness in the past. God, I do pray um, for the person listening to this podcast that they would be a person of blazing hope. I pray, God, that you would lift despair, that you would smash despair, that you would you would terrorize hopelessness in their life and that it would be gone in the name of Jesus Christ and they'd be filled with gospel hope, a hope for the future. Lord Jesus, though you don't promise our circumstances, um, you know, to be easy, God, I pray for this person's circumstances. I pray for things that are hard right now. God, and I pray that you would give gospel Jesus hope in those circumstances and that uh, no one would be locked in doubting castle with the giant despair like in Pilgrim's Progress. But how did they get out? How did Christian and hopeful get out? They got out by the promises of God, the key of the promises of God. So I pray for this person who's listening to this podcast. I pray that they would run to the promises of God and that like an anchor, like a pillar, they would tie themselves to it. Oh God, I just ask you, please, God, please fill this person with hope. God, we love you, and it's in your name I pray. Amen. Come on, hope is powerful. It's an anchor for the soul. Um, I pray that you're filled with hope, and I pray that you're encouraged. pray that you're strengthened. Hey, what's the nugget for today? The nugget about heaven. It's related, uh, but going back to Romans 8, 18, it says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. And that's just the, the nugget for the day, is that somehow the glory that will be revealed in us, the reward, the, the joy, it will be, it will make our suffering on earth looks so small because that's how good heaven's going to be. <laughs> it's just, it's going to be so beyond any delight you've ever experienced. So beyond that it'll make even this great suffering that we can experience sometime on earth look small. And that's something to be excited about. That's a future hope that can give us strength for the present. And I think it would be good to meditate on that, to not just let it come in one ear and out the other, but to meditate that somehow the glories that will happen in heaven will make the present sufferings light and momentary um, in comparison. That's insane. That's amazing. That is worth meditating on. That's worth being hopeful about. And my friend, come on. Let's be people of hope, blazing hope, and let's share the hope of Christ with as many people as possible so that others may not just walk in wishful thinking, but in joyful, assured thinking based on the promises of the one true triune God and His Son, the Son, Jesus Christ. Whoo! Come on. I just want to keep talking, but I think we should be done because we're already half an hour. So I hope you're encouraged and I hope you have just an awesome day and blessings. Blessings.